Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. New Amsterdam Radio starts now, episode 143. I never thought I'd make it this far, but we can't stop now the podcast for creators. Thank you so much for checking out this episode and all the other episodes, uh, but especially last week's episode, being able to sit with Jessica Alaban, someone I really admired uh, from her previous career as a professional wrestler. It's actually one of my highlights here when it comes to making this little podcast that could, and the wrestling community and, and the fans of Jessica have shared it abundantly, and I couldn't be more grateful. But we roll on. Uh, I just got to say that I'm working on my uh, projects themselves uh, as of this recording uh, or this airing of this episode tonight. I'll be performing comedy, stand-up comedy for the first time since the pandemic in front of a real audience. I've done a couple Zoom shows, a couple Metaverse shows, but this is the first time in front of an audience. And I've been I've been nervous, which is pretty much why I'm recording this cap a little late. <laughs> you know, it's been... Uh, trying to navigate what's needed of me. Is my material still funny? Am I still funny? I say it's not to brag. I say it's not to say what was me. I say this because as we create, as creators, we really want to know and take stock of our empire. And my guest today is making an empire of herself. Of ourselves. Uh, Nicole Metaris is part of the Totally Tooling Your Podcast, as well as the Totally Recommend This Dude Podcast. So it was a good time to sit and chat on what it means to be a content creator during, post, beginning, pandemic era. I'm not really sure how to describe where we are right now. Before I get to that, it's got to say newamsterdam.com, K-N-E-W-Amsterdam.com is the website to know more about this show and other shows in the new Amsterdam network. And you can follow me over at Twitter. I'm trying to get my Twitter's numbers up. Hopefully I can get verified one day. At Flobo Boys, F-L-O-B-O-B-O-Y-C-E. That's my direct Twitter. I answer practically any questions or comments you may have. But the show's Twitter, new underscore Amsterdam, is there live to keep yourself abreast of what's going on on new Amsterdam radio. Well, I've done rambled enough. It's now time for my chat with Nicole Matteris. New Amsterdam Radio hanging here with Nicole Matteris. So we we're talking this before we went live about Totally Tunular, which is a podcast. I listen to a couple episodes. What I like about it is that it's not just the new stuff, the old stuff, the deep cuts, the, the mainstream stuff, but all that mixed together. Mm-hmm. How that show come about? Yeah, so uh, my friend James reached out to myself and a couple of friends last year in 2021. Um, He actually texted me on my birthday, which was a really nice surprise to see on my birthday. I wasn't necessarily expecting it. Um, He is working on an animated show himself um, called Underpowered, and I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. So he he has spent a lot of his quarantine watching cartoons, which I'm sure a lot of us have. I mean, I'm, I watch a ton of television still uh, when I quarantine. Um, and he was getting critiqued by his family, you know, get off the couch and do something. And he was like, <laughs> I, <laughs> he was like, I am doing something. This is, you know, uh, this is helping me in my work by watching cartoons. So he wanted to start a podcast where he talked to his friends about uh, animated shows, about cartoons. So he reached out to myself and my other co-hosts, Ben and Leo, and okay. said, yeah, said something to the extent of, 
you three have your lives together. I want to show people that it's not just, you know, dudes in their parents' basements watching animated shows. It's people that are going out and doing things that are passionate about animated shows. So, so it really was um, James's push that got totally tunular going. And like you said, Flobo, we're all over the map um, mm -hmm. as far as what animated shows we talk about. Um, we talked about Batman, the animated series, which I know you said you're a fan of. It's a great show. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, so good. Um, we talked about Love, Death, and Robots, which is one that I recommended we watch, um, which is a net Netflix anthology uh, series um, by different artists. Each episode is really good. Um, mm -hmm. And we talked, we talk about uh, shows that I'm discovering for the first time that um, I didn't know about, but are, are nostalgic for other people. Um, the most recent one being The Critic. Um, Love that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sticks. Yeah, as you said before, it sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah it's so good. And um, I was a little, you know, I was a little young uh, when it came out. It came out in the '90s, and I think I was not the target audience, so it kind of just fell off my radar. So I don't know. Are if you I calling old Nicole? <laughs> no, well, no, you know, no, it was a little before my time, but it's okay. <laughs> no, no, I, I am not calling you old. In fact, I am very excited. I am turning thirty next month, and I have to say, okay. I am. Yeah, I've like, I love that I'm turning thirty. I love. Okay. Um, like I'm very excited about it. So I, I, I am not meaning to say, you know, that you're old. All I'm saying is that um, I don't think I would have seen the critic otherwise, or rather, yeah. I would have just missed it. And I'm really happy that people came on the show and showed me showed me a show that they're passionate about. Um, so, so it's been really great. So that's kind of the background of Totally Tunular. Yeah, make sure you check out Totally Tunular. It's pretty much a good show. But you had mentioned that you're looking forward to turning 30, which is something you don't usually hear, especially yeah. here on the West Coast. We're also image conscious. Like, why, why are you like, heck yeah, man, 30-30, bring it on. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I, ever since I was like in college, I've been excited for 30, which you're right. It is weird. Because <laughs> um, I remember being in college and being like, what are 30 year olds like? Like, I see like my peers and my professors are all like in their 40s and 50s. But like, where are the 30 year olds? So it was, I think it started with this like mystic, like what's 30 like? Um, and yeah. the reason that I feel like I really romanticized it, at least in my early uh, 20s was it felt like a time of knowing right as mm -hmm. a time as opposed to a time of figuring it out mm. um which I feel like my 20s have been um especially early 20s you know there's that blink 182 lyric nobody likes you when you're 23 it's just like you feel like you're so confused in your life and you're like what's my future look like and I always felt like 30 would be like the beginning of certainty um kind of isn't it's like both <laughs> yeah i'm sure again i'm sure i kind of romanticize it more so than it it really i mean not to say that 30 won't have its downfalls anything anytime will but that was something to me that i was looking forward to like a more let's say more certainty like mm -hmm. you know figuring out and i do feel like my 20s have been a lot of figuring it out what i want to do which right. Now I'm learning is not as limited as I once thought it could be. Like you said, I love the term a lot of slashes and I'm going to totally adopt that. Um, a lot of, it's been great to have a lot of slashes and to come into 30 years old with a lot of slashes. It feels like a world of opportunity. Yeah. What What did you think you wanted to do? What are you learning that you would like to lean into? Is that like a, a, a concerted difference or is it kind of like a nuanced thing? 
Yeah, it is different. I when I well when I was a little kid, I wanted to be an actor. Um, when I got to college, I wanted to be a screenwriter, and now on the verge of thirty, I want to be an executive producer. Um, okay. And I do think that was a good kind of evolving of mm-hmm. understanding myself in the arts and what I'm passionate about in the arts. I. I love being at all angles of development. I just love to see projects be made and to see projects to be blunt. Um, And I think I've come to a point where I see myself one day wanting to be the person that's like, I, you know, fingers crossed, like I believe in this project. I just want to see it get done. And that's where I feel like the EP executive producer is a good place to be. So I'd love to see myself there. Um, Right. You know, basically getting getting the idea and saying, "I believe in this. I believe in you. I want to find the money. I guess <laughs> acquire yeah. the funds." Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like I like like it. it you know, I I've been saying that like the twenty my twenties have been like discovery, and I feel like a lot of my especially my early twenties were a lot of like me kind of what, what's the term like bootstrapping my own mm-hmm. projects. You know, like like being the director of things because I had to be like I didn't have the money to afford another director, so I'm like I'll direct it. Yeah. Um, and like working on friends and peers that are equally passionate about just getting a web series out or just getting a sketch out or just getting a podcast out. Um, and I see firsthand how challenging it is for independent artists that I would love, like I said, like, you know, fingers crossed this happens. I would love to get to a place where I'm like, I know you're a struggling artist. Here's like, like go spread your wings. I want to help you spread your wings. Yeah. So that's my that's my goal. Hopefully by the time I'm forty, that's that's the next you know decade stretch. Oh, I'm sure. like looking at forty. Hopefully I could do that. I've I've never met anyone who's I assume twenty nine be like when I turn forty, whoo it's gonna be a whole different thing. But that's, yeah. that's, that's pretty cool because like I, when I when I was in high school and I I, I laughed myself at this. They they asked me, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, and in my in my yearbook. It was, I want to be a video producer, which Love to it. me, it was like the end all be all. But like, if you think about it, if you upload a video to YouTube <laughs> on the very you're, basic level, you're kind of producing that. So I like the fact that your vision has evolved where you have a focus, but isn't so narrow to be like, oh yeah, that's produced. Dang, <laughs> now what? <laughs> so it can grow with you, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, and I love that you wrote that too. I love that you wrote video producer. Um, and it's true. The word kind of producer has changed over the last, let's even say 10 years, maybe 10, 20 years, right? Like what a mm-hmm. producer is. Um, and I think that's also, I mean, I'm thankful for the web, you know, I mean, like the internet, it has its downfalls, it's a lot of information overload, but it's really giving a um, area for independent artists, particularly to show their skills and to show, you know, what they could produce. Um, like, prior to the internet, I don't, even know if I'd be able to call myself a producer because I mean, I, a lot of stuff I produced is web series or podcasts. And and so I'm really, I'm really thankful for that space. And I do think that the, um, the existence of the internet has helped me get to a place in my life where I'm like, Oh, I could, I, I look at what other executive producers are doing. I could do that. Like you said, I'm excited for 40. I could do that at 40. I could do that at 50, you know? 
Well, so. I mean, the the thing is about laying down the foundations, and I was checking out the podcast. Totally recommend this, dude. Where yeah. you are the lead, and you also you produce that, right, and write it as well. What was yep. the idea, the the spark that made you go? I'm going into business, the Nicole Matteries business, and build this podcast from from the from the ground up. Yeah, so I was finding myself. Uh, I mean, I could I could blabber on and ramble on and talk blabber, all day. <laughs> blabber. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I mean, I I found myself sending a lot of text messages to friends and talking my friends' ears off, being like, "Oh, here's why I recommend this podcast." And eventually, they're like, "Okay, okay, yeah, like I'll I'll check it out." Like a lot a lot of things are being marketed to me these days. Like like chill out. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> this is. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you know what? I will record myself i'll i'll make a podcast of myself promoting shows um there are are podcasts i'm certainly incredibly passionate about that are not mine um that i think change the way um or rather could change the way that people think so mm -hmm. that was the kind of uh blueprint for my show totally recommend this dude um yeah. i'm thankful that i have uh fantasy shed productions uh totally tunular which is all you know james boylan's um uh uh you know uh projects kind of uh that kind of gave me the the confidence and the push to go ahead and begin my own brand of totally recommend this dude um as sort of maybe a podcast personality that people recognize me from from totally tunular people could know that i've been podcasting uh pretty frequently and could now check out like okay well like if you like if you like me and if you like my voice on Totally Tunular, maybe you'll yeah. like podcasts that I'm checking out. You yeah. Know? So, so kind of go from there. Yeah. How would you describe like the kind of stuff you you like? Are you into the weird stuff, like the center stuff? Are you do you appreciate the mainstream? Are you kind of off the beaten path? Like, what's your vibe? What's your mix? I definitely think I'm off the beaten path. I kind of think that's kind of my whole uh, approach to art. Um, where uh, I I I'm gonna sound like a broken record. I've been saying this a lot recently, but I think the there's a lot of podcasts out there obviously right mm -hmm. um and i think the difference between a good podcast and a great podcast is one that changes the way you think which is similar to what i had said before mm -hmm. um so what i really try to look for in the podcast that i recommend is like that extra like why right like why listen to xyz podcast um and right. the two the two that are out right now um, the first episode, I talk about The Shrink Next Door, which um, uh, if you like true crime, I would recommend it. Um, and the reason I like that story a lot and I really fell in love with that podcast is because it changed the way I think about a true crime piece. Um, it's, okay. not, it's not your average true crime story. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, I'm not even sure if it is a true crime story. And that ambiguity was really interesting. I think there's like a good discussion to be had between people that listen to The Shrink Next Door. And um, one could argue it's not a true crime podcast and one could argue it is, and it'd be like a great discussion. Yeah. Um, the other episode, the second episode I, I put out is a podcast I've been listening to religiously um, ever since they put it out uh, is uh, The Trillionaire Mindset. And uh, the reason I really like that show is because it changed the way I think about finance and the world of stocks and money, to be blunt. Um, mm -hmm. When, and I, and I think I had a narrow point of view, but when I, prior to that podcast, when I thought of like the investing world, I thought of like the Wolf of Wall Street buttoned up, you know, 
white collar guy on 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 Wall Street, you know, in Manhattan or something like that. Right. I didn't I didn't think of my I didn't put myself in that world. Um, and something that I really like about the trillionaire mindset is that it it makes first of all it's very funny, so it makes finance funny. Right. Um, it's not so stuffy. Um, and I could put myself. Like I, it's a world I, I realize I could step into and it could take baby steps. I don't have to jump all in and, and you know, be a billionaire to invest. You know, you could go baby steps. Right. Um, so I really like podcasts. And I think I think Flobo, your podcast does that, too. That expands. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think that expands the way we think about things. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Make sure yeah. You, uh, you put my show over. No, I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <the> mail. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just say that. I was listening to some episodes this morning, and I already was like, "Wow, I like so and so changed the way I think about this, or so and so changed the way I think about that." So, so yeah, yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. That means a lot yeah. to me. This is why I fell into this, you know, because it was totally mm -hmm. was an accident doing this show. Uh, you know, sometimes in my previous career, I was, uh, I was a writer. I, I, one of my novels, my friends know this. I wrote a novel. Uh, I hated. It. I wrote it by, oh, I wrote my first draft by hand. And I hated it so much, I, I tossed into the fire. Oh, wow. uh, by the time this episode released, it'll be the, the talk I had with Jay Electra, and she was struggling with things, with projects she might like. What happens if you watch something you don't recommend it? Does it not become an episode? Do you just say, oh, sorry, guys, the update this week. I saw this movie, and it sucked. Like, what What do you do? <laughs> what do you have in place if you something you don't like? Yeah, you know, and it's funny because that ties back to us talking about the critic, right? Where he'll, you know, if something stinks, he'll say, it stinks, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I do think that's what makes my podcast different is that I'm not necessarily a review where I'm going to, I, honestly, I don't talk about the things I don't like. Um, that's, you know, that's really just it. And, and there are things that I do like that I also don't necessarily have episodes about. Um, and I do address that on the show, just saying something like, ah, maybe it's one that like, I wasn't, I didn't feel like my heart in it. Like I right. liked it. It was like nice for a couple episodes, but uh, I'm going to maybe spend my time elsewhere, which is like, yeah. you know, in everyone's right, there's so much great content out there. Um, so, so yeah, which is funny. It's different from totally tunular because there have been shows we've like animated shows we've watched that I've been like, I cannot <laughs> do this. This show is awful. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like there was, oh my gosh. I I'm so we watched, um, the misadventures of Ronald McDonald for that show. Yeah. Well, he had adventures and misadventures. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I remember it was like something a little different than just like, the, maybe it is just the adventures of Ronald McDonald. I don't know. But, um, oh my gosh, all of us were like, why do we do this to ourselves? So, so totally yeah. tunular is, you know, a little bit different where we'll watch stuff that we don't like, where totally recommend this dude. I guess you could go into it knowing I already have a bias that all the ones that I'm talking about, I like. Yeah, yeah so. that's a good thing. Positivity is actually something that's very un underrated, uh, whether or not yeah. it's in any kind of art form. As, as a comedian, there was a time where if you were too positive, you were like, oh, come on, man, the real world's like this. But now we're seeing it switch the other way. I can't watch the news anymore. I want to, listen, I want to laugh at something. So it is kind of a thing. So yeah, I, I respect the heck out of that if I know that um, I'm going to get a little bit of a slice of sunshine. I have a similar show not to compare uh, called Flippo Sada Netflix, where I talk about Netflix shows. And my thing is always, I even shows that I personally hate, I always ask the question, who is this for? And I think even if I'm, even if I'm, if I'm dunking on something, <laughs> it's like, oh, by the way, your, your mom will love it. See you next week. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I totally get that. Uh, I was actually 
perusing the brand on social media. Uh, check it out. Follow you on social if you haven't already. We'll give you a minute to put yourself over there in just a second. But you are an advocate for mental health. And I, I understand mm-hmm. how important it is to be a creator, to, to go out there to produce things that are high quality, quality content and not go crazy, uh, for lack of a better phrase. What's been your approach to maintaining your mental health while you're creating? Yeah, so it's so important. Oh my gosh. Like, and my mental health has been such a journey. Um, when I got to, um, I'll kind of, I'll kind of start from the beginning and then get to that. Um, so I really began getting a grasp on my mental health at the same time as I started to really consider myself an artist. And this was in college. Um, I started taking my screenwriting classes around the same time as I started to like see a counselor at school. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, pursue other forms of uh, mental health, uh, you know, care. Um, so the two have really been simultaneous throughout my life. And I'm really thankful. Um, and I found myself and I do, I, I, I just have to laugh because like, I, I think what did lead me to the arts is my confusion of my mental health, because I like was having trouble in high school, I was having trouble um focusing right and it was I, I it was anxiety i didn't know what it was but it was anxiety at the time my brain would kind of go all over the place but with if with something creative it was fun so i would get my attention and i would like focus on like oh this is cool like this yeah. is kind of like a you know a break from my own brain um right. <laughs> so that was you know so that was great um so so you know fast forward to today um i have been i i have been in therapy for about a decade, um, talk therapy. Um, and I think it's so, you know, if, if that's someone's point of view or sorry, if that's someone's, they think that'd be beneficial to them. I, I would say, give it a try. It has helped me so much to just like have someone I could just complain to about my <laughs> life for like an hour, you know, and they're not like, Oh, you have it. You have it. Good. Stop complaining. It's like, no, like, just, you know, like just, yeah. just let me just get this stuff off my chest. Um, so if someone's considering going to therapy, um, I would say it helped me um, for, for a long time. I feel like um, I I learned a lot from therapy. I, I posted something on my Facebook a while back, like which was like half tongue in cheek, half serious. Where I was like, I feel like therapy taught me more than school, which like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like no disrespect to school. Like I, I am very- <laughs> No say to school, y'all. Yeah, I got yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, stay in school. I, I enjoy my school you know, experience very much. Um, I'm very thankful to have gone to school, but, um, but, but I think about how like, my um my mindfulness has expanded so much from from going to therapy or even like talking about my mental health um and 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 this one's a basic one but but a good way that i find that has been good for for my mental health lately has been yoga um okay yeah yeah and and it's and i and i um do uh uh yoga by adrian i want to say is her youtube channel i do it right at home you know you get a yoga mat set it up right in your your living room or 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 whatever um, put on a YouTube channel and you can just follow along. It's, it's super easy to do, uh, right from home now. Okay, uh, so, so, so that's been really helpful just to, you know, have, have peace and, and, yeah. and quiet with yourself and yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and it has been helpful for my, for my art as well. Um, so I'm kind of rambling about it, but, but I, but I do think that it's, but that my mindfulness and my mental health, um, awareness, let's say has been, has been only beneficial for my, art um um i guess i just approach it a different way than i did maybe a decade ago i'm a little bit more patient about my 
art than maybe I was before where I was a little bit more self-critical and now yeah I'm patient. I mean, that's a good sign that, that that you are evolving as an artist and and talk about the critical aspect of it I know when people start a craft there is maybe a misjudgment in expectations especially when you start but you said you have years in your craft with something you've learned it uh, as far as goal setting is concerned do you set hard goals like that is it kind of like enjoying the process what does a collective do it's it's interesting. I'm still trying to figure out myself, Lobo. It, it, some, sometimes it feels like things come on my, which I'm very thankful for. Like something comes my way, an opportunity comes my way. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, like I just like gra grab it in the moment. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example of that. Okay. Well, here's a, um, here's a good example. I moved into, so I moved to Brooklyn from Long Island. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love Brooklyn um, in, uh, I think the year is 2016. And I had some friends I hadn't seen in years that invited me to a comedy show um, of theirs. And like I said, I hadn't seen them in a long time. And I'm like, a I'm, I'm, I'm pretty socially awkward in person. I actually feel like more comfortable on Zooms and stuff, but, mm -hmm. but I, I do have a level of social anxiety. So I was like, you know, kind of battling with myself, like, oh, do I want to go to the comedy show? Um, or do I want to just like stay home where it's safe in my bed watching Netflix, you know? Yeah, yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, um, and I was like, something in me was like, you know what, like, I, maybe I'll get out there and really like enjoy this comedy show. I'm gonna go see see these friends, right? And I did, hadn't seen, like I said, hadn't seen them in like years, but was really happy I got together with them. And then from there, they were like, oh, so it seems like you have interest in like, in, in comedy, you might be interested in, in this, uh, in this event, and it was like a, a free sketch writing class, um, oh, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, uh, and 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 I, you know, I again had the same sort of social anxiety where I was like, oh, do I want to go to this class, or will people kind of think I'm like not good or whatever? And then I went to the class and ended up loving it. And so things just kind of kept snowballing from there. Um, so I guess I just find myself not trying not to be afraid of putting myself out there and i think that's been really beneficial for the creative process and um if if you're listening you know and you have social anxiety out there i'm with mm -hmm. you it's a lot it could be kind of overwhelming but i've been happy that i kind of pushed through and and it's helped me creatively uh to kind yeah. of put myself out there so, and, yeah. and and it's showing showing improving the brand is building and and this is kind Thank of you. the fun question I get to ask because um, you are on social media and you have a presence on so many different platforms, <laughs> yeah, uh, including, including including Rizzle. So if anyone wants to connect with you or interact with you, how do they go about doing that? And tell me what the heck is Rizzle? I had to go look this up the other day. <laughs> yeah, Rizzle's great. Yeah, I uh, yeah. So if, so I'll answer your first question. If people want to um, connect with me. Uh, definitely on Instagram. That's been my um, my best. Like, I feel like that's a good mix of like uh, me sharing my creative art as well as like I'm responsive on on there to to networking. Um, where other websites like LinkedIn, I keep it like strictly business. If that makes sense. So 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 yeah. Inst I'm on Instagram. Um, uh, underscore N I C O L E M A T A R E S E. I'll just put that out there. <laughs> That's my handle. <laughs> um, so, so, so yeah, so Instagram's a good place to connect with me at. Um, and Rizzle, yeah, so Rizzle is, it's, it's like TikTok, right? Which I think a lot of, uh, 
platforms are kind of figuring out how to be like t- TikTok because it's a uh, it's it's so, such a popular uh, you know site now. Um, mm-hmm. But Riz- but Rizzles like TikTok, um, they are based out and, and were developed in India. Um, mm-hmm. So, and it's a social media site. And I got a, a great opportunity um, from Rizzle in 2021, um, where I, I had a friend who was working there, and uh, he said, "Pitch, pitch me a few ideas for 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 some shows, um, and if Rizzle picks them up, you'll be an influencer on there. They'll they'll give you a little bit of money to get started on it, and um, and." you know, you could run with it and create these shows for Rizzle. Um, so I did, they did accept some of my shows along with um, my friends uh, that worked on the shows together. Um, and so long story short, I became an influencer on there. Um, it's always like funny to be like, it's not TikTok. It's it's like TikTok, but, <laughs> but, but, uh, but, but it's, but Rizzle's a great uh, website as well. I'm actually not, it's funny. I'm not on TikTok. Um, I think because I, I was a, uh, putting so much time into Rizzle, I kind of want to focus more so on that. Um, so, um, so yeah, so long story short, created a couple of web series on there and it was really good Flobo to do so because I didn't have to leave my apartment. Um, right. you know? like yeah. I, it was in the midst of lockdown. I was living in LA at the time and was like, Oh my gosh, like, I can't believe like Hollywood, like I'm in Hollywood and I'm in my apartment, you know, um, yeah. couldn't get out. But but we both both of the um, scripted series I made on on there was made remote with with um, my friends. You know, we were in different parts of the world and or rather different parts of the United States and and made these shows. That's um, so cool. So yeah, thanks, thanks. Yeah, I, I, I was like, man, I was like, I never heard of this, but it's like none of the people on it. Like, I, I'm officially old. We were talking about that before about uh, being old. I'm old because I was like, what's a rizzle? Um, but that's really cool to, to, to be an influencer on any platform. I know on LinkedIn it's called thought leadership or what have you, but you know, having a following, I just like all of our goals are on that, but at some creative level, when you're an artist, you want some audience, right? You want some kind of like validation. Right? And so we're props to you, right? Uh, two thousand. 2021 is in the rearview mirror, 22, 23, 24. What does Nicole want to do? What does Nicole want to accomplish? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, what do I want to accomplish? Uh, I want to keep, okay, let me keep it basic. I want to keep producing <laughs> art. So that's like, so that's my, like, you know, my, my, my simple baseline thing is like, just keep, just keep doing the thing, right? Like just keep getting out there. Um, I do want to keep, networking and meeting more people because and networking has such a I feel like sometimes it has such a stigma as like oh you're like using people but that's not what I mean I just like want to meet more people um I feel like because of quarantine and the pandemic and everything it was kind of hard to meet people for quite a while so I'm thankful for shows like yours Flobo and right. and, and other podcasts that are like yeah come be a guest like let's like meet each other you know so I do want to keep doing this this sort of thing on other shows so if anyone wants to book me um uh, matchmaker has been a great uh, website for that mm-hmm. um, matchmaker FM. Um, and um, yeah, down the line, like I said before, I, you know, fingers crossed would love to be an EP uh, executive producer because I, it's hard to be an independent artist. Um, it's a com- Hollywood's competitive. I mean, you know, it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's hard out there. So to give people kind of like, a, hand, a helping hand, let's say, to be like, hey, I believe in your your piece, 
like, you know, just to go for it. I would love to do that one day. And if that happens in 20, I don't think it's going to happen in like 2025, but if it does, yeah. you know, yeah. so that's, that's what I see for myself in the future. Yeah, all it takes is one step, and not only have one step, you have multiple ones. Totally recommend this dude and totally tuner. Uh, available now. Make sure you check those out. Select, comment, subscribe. Five star reviews because stars one through four don't work. Uh, <laughs> and then go before we get out of here. Now's the time to put everything over. Any projects you're working on that you just want to let everyone know about there? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I have a, a friend, uh, my co-host on Totally Tuner, Ben, uh, is directing a horror movie. If you like that sort of thing called Curse of the Were-Deer. It's coming out. I'm uh, producing it. Um, I have a part in it. It's going to be a really fun movie. If you like horror comedies, I would definitely keep an eye out for it. Um, otherwise, please feel free to follow me on social media. Um, I uh, my, my, my podcast, Totally Recommend This Dude, is on Twitter. Um, I'm on Instagram as just my, my uh, you know, underscore my name. Um, and... Yeah, be nice to people. That's what I keep saying. On, I said yesterday on the, on the show too. Like, you know what? Let's all like, I don't know, just putting out into the world. It's it's hard out there. It's a tough world these days. We're all going through a lot. Like, I don't know. Just In conclusion, to... don't be a jerk. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> I am trying to spread positivity to some extent, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>